0: <laughs> Bow your shits.
1: The real war isn't between a few squabbling houses. It's between the living and the dead. Winter is coming. Why are all the gods such vicious cunts? Chaos isn't a pit. Chaos
2: is a ladder. I'm the shield that guards the realms of men.
3: You know nothing, John Snow.
1: A dream and I know things.
3: You're the worst shit in the seven kingdoms.
0: Death is the enemy. The first enemy and the last.
1: Fracaris. I am the god of jits and wine. Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. The number one Three coolest dudes on the planet. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. (laughs) That right there is what they call
0: a fact. Number one. Verifiable. We're just three little Fonzies. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, the coolest dudes in the world. We're just punching jukeboxes, making stuff play. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're jumping sharks. We're doing all the things. Hey, Motorcycle, jumping the boat.
3: Was Fonzie Canadian? Hey, you know what? So we got that. I, I like to think that he's like a national treasure in Canada.
0: Like, this <laughs> really is like our- poutine. Hey.
3: Hey. Is poutine Canadian? <laughs> yes. Very. My my dude. The gravy fries. Yeah. With the little meat nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never heard it described as meat nuggets, but yeah. all oh, for like sure. Less.
1: That is the uh, chef description of them. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of the bear. I'm pretty People confident are writing now. angry emails right now.
3: Good. Uh, no chef. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Did you watch some bear? No. Oh, you're just fucking poser right now?
3: No, I watch the trailer because I don't know. Listener, if you don't know, on our Crossing Stream segment, I pick three of the 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 videos we talk about and I hyperlink them to the trailer. So if, if someone's like, oh, I liked Chris's description of the bear, I would like to see the trailer of that. You can just click it right there in wow, your podcast you're... description. It'll take you right to the trailer and you yourself can decide if it's interesting or not. I watched the trailer of the bear. I'm going to watch it when I get a goddamn free chance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing some extra hard work that you're not even plugging there, Steve. Ah, uh, well... I listen to you, every you've been episode doing that for a hot minute though. Haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never clicked a single button in there, buddy. <laughs> you and probably most people,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> by the way, only like 30% of you guys are listening to our crossing streams episodes right now. You should check those out. Those are fun times too. You know what I'm saying? I know you love your stranger things, but Hey, there's fun
3: times. Yeah. It's a great way to find out like, Hey, you know, I've heard of this RRR. Is it for me? And then you'll listen to us talk about it. and You'd be like, you know what? Those guys are always right. They never steered me wrong. I watch mm-hmm. them R. R Other R. than Andy's taste in certain candy bars, when have mm-hmm. they ever let me down? Mm-hmm. That, is, <laughs> that is one topic that I think we are on the wrong side of history, Chris. We have gotten a lot of pro-heat pro bars.
1: to be that way.
3: But I got an email just today. It was like, Andy will always be in my
1: heart, but that is where we differ. Was the was her reference? No, that the Heath was bars. just.
0: I, I thought that that was just about like funds for baby shower and stuff, or maybe I'm mistaken on that.
1: Yeah, that's 100 percent a Heath Bar joke at the end of that email, and that's okay. what she said. Okay. Except it wasn't a joke; it was just her real feelings.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, you can't win them all. No, you can't. That's
1: true. But I just think I think it's fifty fifty out there, and I hope this is the last we speak of Heath Bars on this show until they sponsor us.
3: It uh, probably won't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we have a very extra special episode ready for you guys today because we got uh, Cat Lady JJ is her name on TikTok. JJ is her name in the real life in the IRL. We have a lengthy, wonderful, nerdy discussion about House of the Dragon. So that's what's getting uh, shoved in your ear holes today very soon. And by the way, if you couldn't tell, we have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash streaming things at any time to subscribe. There's a variety of tiers with different rewards. Uh, we're working on extra tiers still soon, but there's definitely a bunch of extra episodes and content. You can talk directly to us through a Patreon, which is super handy. Uh, if you have something you want us to watch or a question that you have. And Steve, for the most part, is very active on that. Uh, but I check it every other day or so for sure. And we get emails and push notifications when you interact with us on there. So it's just a really great... great way to stay in touch with us uh we love you all so much and we're so grateful for what you've done listening to us and and building the conversation and allowing us to nerd out so uh it's just an extra special way to to get even closer to us uh so you can do that you can also email the show at any time as many many of you do we love it at streamingthingspod at gmail.com that's streaming things pod at gmail.com. Continue to do that because it makes me feel less lonely in
3: this dark, horrid, sometimes awful world. For the night is dark and full of terrors. It is indeed. It is indeed. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this upcoming uh, conversation we're about to have with JJ. A. She's awesome. B, she was so cool. She's so she cool. Great. And guys, a lot of you have written in and you've kind of said, you know, maybe, maybe, Uh, maybe Fire and Blood isn't your thing, or House of Dragons, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not your thing. I, I, I encourage you to still listen to the show because a lot of you have written in and said one of your favorite things about our podcast in particular is that it's three friends really passionate and really nerdy about a TV show property that they really love. And if that type of enthusiasm and excitement is something that you like about the show, Really, you owe it to yourself to listen to the conversation we're about to have with J.J., because it's just four people, very happy, passionate and enthusiastic about a very nerdy subject. And we get into the weeds and it was so much goddamn fun.
0: We've been fans of this far, far longer than we have Stranger Things, and uh, we nerd out pretty hard. Absolutely. It was a blast. It was, and she was such a good guest.
1: We hope to have uh, JJ back very, very soon. She's a breadth of knowledge on the uh, Song of Ice and Fire series and just the world of the Seven Kingdoms and Essos and all that stuff. So without any further ado, let's get to our chat with JJ about House of the Dragon. So today, as I mentioned, we have a very special guest with us to discuss House of the Dragon. We have JJ. You might know her as Cat Lady JJ on TikTok. JJ, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. How are you? Thank you for having me.
1: Wonderful. We're ecstatic <laughs> to have you, for you here. Being here. Um, Thank you. JJ, if you don't know, is a a wealth of knowledge, especially on House of the Dragon, but seems to know a lot about Rings of Power, too, as well. Do you not?
2: somewhat not a, um, I'm following like Don Marshall I don't know if you guys follow him the biggest Lord yeah. of the Rings creator I, ever yeah that's I, where I'm getting most of my lore from I, I follow <laughs> him for Alex more Wilson. obscure
1: Lord of the Rings facts I definitely that's do it. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I've learned more about hobbits than I wanted to in my entire life <laughs> so, yes
1: yeah even, he's great <laughs> he even knows what underwear they wear so he's uh, he, I was gonna awesome. say that
3: <laughs> I feel like I need to learn now this, yeah Did he, he start every video with concerning hobbits yeah <laughs> <laughs> kind of he should <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah he's
1: awesome and jj i didn't say it. this off air i should have be perfectly comfortable our listeners are all super cool uh awesome. the, the episode is marked explicit so you can you can say whatever your heart desires if you get really passionate about Damon targaryen just do you <laughs> say
3: whatever the fuck you want
1: yeah well, i was gonna <laughs> say I, I do
2: drop an occasional f-bomb in my videos so
1: <laughs> they are more than used to our yeah. sophomore okay. humor as one uh Jeez. reviewer said four stars.
2: Fantastic.
1: <laughs> We're never going to get over that. <laughs> okay,
3: so let's start off with the Mad Lib. Steve's the Mad Lib genius. So listeners and JJ, this is uh-huh. a brand new Mad Libs book. So we just kind of weaned ourselves off Stranger Things. Uh-huh. So we no longer have the Stranger Things Mad Libs anymore. Now we have moved on to 1980s Mad Libs. Uh, I peered through it and I found one that I think might be a little appropriate for what we're talking about today. This Mad Lib is titled Feel the Burn. Like dragon. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> the, dragon dra- fight. Dragons, dragons do be burning. Uh-huh. Uh, so are you ready, JJ, to help me help give me the words I need to fill this story out?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: All right. So first up, I need a person in the room. Uh, Chris. <laughs> I need a noun. Chicago. Occupation.
2: Oh my God, this has going to be something fun. Um, influencer.
3: Influencer, I like that. <laughs> Part of the body. Toe. I need a first name. Damon. <laughs> okay. Appropriate. All right, next up, I need a plural noun. Dragons. Dragons, all right. I was thinking it. I <laughs> was too. I had to be quiet. <laughs> Adjective. Hot. Okay, we're feeling that burn already. <laughs> Article of clothing. Boot. Part of the body, plural. Eyes. There you go. Eyes. All right. Verb ending in ing. Sorry, my
2: English is not my first language, so I'm I'm thinking like always. Extra, oh, I know. You're,
3: okay. You're doing amazing. <laughs> You're doing so well. You're doing better than I did when I was in the hot seat. If I played Mad Libs in <laughs> another language. Oh. Zero words would be had. Get out of here. If we
2: did, if we did this in Serbian, it would be like that, i me tell you. <laughs> um, I-N-G, uh, dancing. Uh, dancing, there you go.
3: All right. Perfect. Because it's a dance with dragons, <laughs> right? Ooh, yeah. I need another adjective. Scaly.
0: I thought that too.
3: We are mind melding. <laughs> Plural noun.
2: Kings, there you go. That's
3: All right. good. I need a number. Faith of the seven. <laughs> type of liquid Dragonfire.
2: <laughs> wildfire i'm sorry
3: <laughs> wildfire adjective unusual i need a past tense verb conquered oh, wow that's a good one <laughs> and
1: last but not least i need a noun i'm trying to think <laughs> of it. i'm trying to think of like a westerosi noun khalasar Oh. That's from Essos, but sure.
2: <laughs> 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 they made it to Astro. That's true. Finally.
3: And everything worked Somehow. out great. Somehow. <laughs> Alright, Kalisar was the last word, and I definitely spelled it correctly. Oh, if you, you, listener, want to see what story we just crafted called Feel the Burn, stay tuned to the end of this segment. I'm really excited for this Game of Thrones 80s themed Mad Lib. I know. <laughs> it's going to be Especially
2: amazing. with some contemporary words I threw in at the beginning because yeah. didn't get the game. We started off
1: with like <laughs> Apple and then went to Kalisar. <laughs> so if you hadn't, uh, you know, really let it sink in yet, we're going to be talking a lot about how House of the Dragon, especially when the show debuts on August 21st, we're going to be covering each and every episode the same way that we did with uh, Stranger Things, and we also plan to almost at the same time because I believe Rings of Power comes out on September 2nd. Uh, So Mm -hmm. for four or five weeks, we'll be covering both shows because that was the one that won the vote on Twitter. Both. So
3: (laughs) you mean the people voted for more content instead of less content? (laughs) That's true. Incredible. I guess especially
2: fantasy too. Like it's it's all been Star Wars and Marvel. It's finally fantasy time. Please,
1: please, and so Sandman too. That's why I wanted to have you on the show, JJ, because I'm a fantasy guy. So I that's like fantasy. that's where I come from as a small child. That is like my bag. Andy, would you say that's true about you as well? Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent.
0: I I have a chainmail shirt that I made. He did make a chainmail shirt. So long, <laughs> thrill. <laughs> and I just watched Lord of the Rings over and over and over while I made it. Yeah, I
1: grew up as a child reading huge fantasy tomes. Uh, one of which was the song of ice and the fire series, uh, when I was way too young to be reading that, I think I was like 11. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad was like, here, you should read this. It's really good. And then, you know, my dad was my dad. I love him very much. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. It was very good. So I guess let's talk about that. JJ, what is your uh, relationship to this franchise? Uh, Did you read the books before the show? How long? I know that you seem to be a huge super fan. Uh, What's your relation to the world of Ice and Fire?
2: I read uh, the first book about it's been about 11 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been a while
1: when Dance of Dragons was published.
2: Yep, that's yeah. right. And when the show was the show started, and then um, it looked interesting, and that's how I got into it. I picked me and my husband; we both picked up the books, and he got really into it as well. So, and I sort of followed, and we've just been sort of consuming this world ever since. And um, unfortunately, when HBO sort of, in my opinion, fumbled the bag towards the end, that that energy and that spirit, but drained uh, for a while there, and then yeah, I got sucked back back in with house of the dragon so but i've always said like a really complicated relationship with these books because we don't have the finale we may never so it's just um very very strange feeling to love something but you know you may not ever get it finished Mm -hmm. so
1: yeah and i want to put a flag there because that's a big conversation i do want to have but i know that it's really funny so this house of the dragon's based on Fire and Blood, or at least a a chapter in Fire and Blood, which is really like a a historical text. Like it's a third person omniscient narrator, uh, basically like a fantasy version of the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. So one would think that would be only super fans of the books would read something like that because it's just deep (laughs) lore. And yet our friend Steve, who is the biggest nerd in the world, apparently has only read Fire and Blood because of that. Isn't that isn't that interesting? That is very so
0: interesting. Weird,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. So weird. I was at a point where I was watching the show, because the show is how I was introduced to the mm-hmm. franchise. I had never heard of the books before, and a lot of my friends were like, oh, you're going to watch the show on HBO? It's so amazing. And so I did, and obviously I loved it. Uh, that was when the first season came out. And they were like, oh, there's books you can read. I'm like, oh, really? So I started reading the first book, and I immediately was like, well, I know what's going on no need to continue. <laughs> right. and, but, but there was also that part of me that was like, but I don't want to spoil the show for myself. So I don't want to yeah. read the books either. It was a very strange relationship, <laughs> but obviously when we got towards, you know, the, the end of the HBO run, like closer to season uh, eight, um, that was when, you know, this book kind of came out and I really was mm-hmm. kind of hungry for that, you know, that, that, that lore of the world. Cause it is such dense and beautiful, lore that he's written that i i really wanted to kind of immerse myself in that and what better way than a fake historical text <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, uh, for me it was um i think once can we spoil game of thrones the so, show itself
3: yeah
1: spoilers okay. for game of thrones
2: right? yeah ned stark for example being beheaded i was like yeah we got to read the books yeah that that was like the entry point into it um, to me the first few seasons I think they capture the spirit of the books. A lot of it was obviously cut out and simplified for adaptation purposes, which I totally understand. I'm not a purist in that sense, but sure. um but then you can see clearly a disconnection happen at season around season four.
0: Pretty much and just sort of, as soon as they start trying to do Dorn, it starts to fall apart. It was
2: done. People yeah. can blame seven and eight. It was a rush to the end, but it was Right after you don't do Dorn, you're done.
1: I loved your rant on TikTok uh, because prior to TikTok, uh, Andy was my childhood friend. So he and I read a lot of Game of Thrones books together Mm -hmm. after my dad introduced it to me. Mm -hmm. And I read every fantasy novel I can get my hands on. Terry Goodkind, The Shannara Chronicles, all that stuff. Uh, But but George Martin is just light years above everyone else, in my opinion. Uh, And so Andy and I read that together and stuff. But other than that, I had nobody to talk to about the the books with, you know. And so when I saw your TikToks, not just in this, the show knowledge, but she went on right. this rant. Uh, about the Dornish and how they had survived for millennia and even resisted uh, the Dragons. conquering of Aegon you know I mean they're just the most stout stalwart people imaginable and then fucking the DD guys had them just killed off by a little girl in an, in, in an episode you know Done. I that was, it was
2: amazing and yeah. hey, what was it for like <laughs> to me like Ilaria Sand still ended up in a dungeon murdered along with her daughter so what was the point yeah like, they just I,
1: completely it missed the point.
2: I hated it. I that was my to me, that was way worse than almost almost as bad as treatment of Daenerys's character, Jon Snow's character, the whole Azor High and his heritage. To me, it was crime of the century, treatment of Dorn. And I believe had they handled Dorn in a proper way, they could have kept going for more seasons and given George Martin time to catch up.
0: Absolutely. You know what yeah, I agree mean? sure. with that.
2: People mm-hmm. say that people say, Oh, they ran out of material, that's why it sucks. No
1: if they had done that's, everything he had written so much material mm-hmm. that they didn't use so,
2: exactly so, so of much. course they're going to surpass it when they're literally cutting out huge chunks huge storylines and i believe that it's never been confirmed but i think the second they dropped lady stoneheart and around season 4 that's when george martin sort of separated completely mm-hmm. from what hbo was trying to do that was a big big blow to his, to him so well i've um, heard a lot and of and rumblings tell,
1: too about Uh you know, D and D, who were the showrunners of Game of Thrones, for those who don't know, um, Mm -hmm. kind of wanting to be done with it and move on to other projects. And yep. that seems like a silly thing. Like, I don't know if that could be
0: true. Like, oh, let's rush it so we can. Yeah. Like you're, uh, on, the, you're on top of the
3: world. No, that's a hundred percent what happened. They've, they've said that's what they were doing. Cause I mean, they were getting star Wars deals and Netflix deals. Correct. lined and up, and They, they lost all of that because of yeah. the train wreck of season eight though. <laughs> they could not wait to get off that train. I don't, I just don't understand why, why they didn't have the humility to be like, okay, we've been having fun with a show time to step away. Hey, give it to someone else. Who else wants to take the reins? I'd-
2: but here's my question: You're just okay. You're a showrunner, you're, you're, but you still have a boss. That's HBO. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why HBO wasn't like, "Well, you guys are done. Obviously, we are going to bring in new crew and we're going to wrap it up." Yeah,
1: well, I, picture, I I don't
2: understand those those decisions.
1: I picture the CEOs <clears throat> of Warner Brothers and they own HBO, right? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah you're right. You're I right. picture the yeah. CEOs of Warner Brothers just being like like pinstripe suits and cigars, and they have no idea what. A game of thrones they've is never read a book and, and they're just it. counting money and they're that's like dragons
3: a- see we need more dragons they've got a giant cigar like what are the nerds into nowadays <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we you know what this show needs Another dragon. Can we put uh laser swords uh in there? i have heard got, the kids like laser swords. You guys heard of this Star Wars? Pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need more pew pew. We need more pew pew. <laughs> and I no, that
2: actually that actually tracks. I, I, I believe that somebody twirling their mustache and be like, What are kids into? Are they TikToking about laser swords? What are those fucking them? nerds
1: like now? I don't know why they're from
0: like New Jersey. <laughs> But I I bet they are (laughs) almost almost definitely. I think part of it had to have been that the uh, the the name recognition of Benioff and Weiss at that point, you know, like they did Mm. what was seemingly impossible in starting Game of Thrones at all, which was adapt the books to a phenomenal show for at least three seasons. And, mm-hmm. uh, so the paycheck that they had to have gotten to stick it out, even though they were, you know, theoretically over it had to have been, and they just backed up the money truck and unloaded it. Mm-hmm. And what? So- it. and Andy alluded to something I do want to say, and
1: I'm sometimes overly caustic on the podcast, but then like super gracious on TikTok. So people that follow <laughs> me on both are probably like, is, he, is it faker? Uh, <laughs> here's how I like, here's how I really in my heart feel. Cause I remember sitting in a creative writing course in college uh, with Andy, when we were told by our professor that there was going to be an adaptation of this book uh, interesting of, of the song of ice and fire series. And I, my first thought was, that is a fucking terrible idea that is a completely (laughs) unadaptable story that is going to be trash because we had never seen anything even though lord of the rings was out i still didn't think it was possible Mm -hmm. to do it any justice at all Mm -hmm. so Biddy off and weiss were a huge part of the wonderful seasons as well and even though they had george martin's incredible story to adapt what they did was a phenomenal undertaking that they succeeded with yeah absolutely um at first yeah, anyway. so I want to give them... But so we not, can't
2: take that away from them, for sure. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I'm not a season eight apologist, but there are some really powerful moments in season seven and eight that I really liked. And I know you and I disagree on that because uh, I've watched a lot of your videos. Um, but there are some, <laughs> some really good moments in that last season. It's just... Everybody's right, in that there were some huge character turns, like specifically Jamie Lannister, Oof, um, yeah, that bothered everybody justifiably, and then just a, a mad rush to the ending of something they had so meticulously uh, created up to that point. It was just like, what the fuck? But it's interesting in society that we got the biggest show ever in the history of the world. I mean, it has more Emmy wins than any other show on the planet other than Saturday Night Live, which doesn't count because it's been running since 1975. Oh, Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So any like fictional narrative show, it has uh, the most Emmy wins of all time. And yet the goodwill towards the show has just completely been shattered i don't think there's any other example of that in popular culture where just everybody loves a show so much and then they're like fuck the show the closest i can think of was maybe lost i know it, but even of lost i some people that really love the ending like steve did you
2: watch lost jj i've seen lost i hated the ending but <laughs> i don't <laughs>
1: Most people do. I've never. Seen I don't it. like.
2: I don't like pseudo science and magic and fate describing scientific elements <laughs> that were heavily introduced in the show, and they were a cheap and easy cop out for me. That's just. <laughs> Lost has a lot of good moments too. Like that I, that, I I remember to this day sitting in a chair watching them. Like I, I envision myself watching that show. I totally get the appeal of Lost. I could probably rewatch it and not feel as angry as I do with Game of Thrones. there's no other example this is it Mm -hmm. like this is it Mm -hmm. it just it didn't even go like oh i hate it it just went into nothing i'd rather hate something like i don't like loss you know what i mean but i don't nothing it with game of thrones i nothing it (laughs) last few seasons and that hurts me more i want to feel something stronger it's just like eh. i know what you mean (laughs) you
3: know what i mean yeah well what does that mean in terms of how you're viewing this upcoming show that's coming out Mm
2: -hmm. uh well it's very simple. Like people are like, "Oh, Targaryens, this they're... they have dragons." That's it. Like I am a simple b- bitch.
3: <laughs> I'm telling you guys, basic... the nerds love these dragons. That's we what we need. Dragons. We need more of them.
2: <laughs> so to me, Targaryens are very interesting. Um, there, as much as he explores them, he leaves so much unanswered with with them in terms of like. Can literally anybody control a dragon or is it just you have to be a Valyrian blood to control it? When we've seen examples of it where you potentially you don't have to be a Targaryen blood you know, to control it. There's a lot of unanswered things. They have dragons. They're interesting. They're dramatic. They're messy. I, plus, the story is complete. That's a big one. And um, yes. knowing that George Martin <laughs> was friends with Ryan Condell, that they were in communication, that he oversaw everything, that gives me level of confidence. And another thing, like the way they're trying to inject back the spirit into this franchise, they first initially greenlit, um, what was that? Um, going North of the wall. What was it called? Mm. Long night.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. forgot about night. that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They, Na- Naomi Watts was attached to it. They mm-hmm. had like a pilot written. I think maybe someone was even filmed and they scrapped it because they knew if they're going to inject back life into game of Thrones franchise, you got to go with familiar. What's more familiar than Targaryens and Dragons?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I would have they... liked some dire wolves, though, personally. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we get some because I there's a story in there. We may. So. may. Well, before we get too, too far, uh, would you care to just kind of explain, like, if the listener is a casual Game of Thrones,
3: like maybe they haven't really seen what the trailer is. Can you kind of give them kind of the a brief description of what is what this particular show is going to be?
2: This particular show is going to be, um, it's, it's taking place about, 150 years before the events in the current Game of Thrones timeline. Um, It takes place about 100 years after Aegon conquered Westeros, and it's going to evolve a super bloody um, Targaryen civil war known as Dance of Dragons, or Dying of the Dragons, where they are at the height of their power and then a slow diminish of their family and their lineage and death of all of their dragons, unfortunately. So in a power grab by different factions called greens and the blacks.
1: <laughs> so I want listeners to understand because I think the, the should I be excited about this show after game of Thrones let me down so hard is a vibe That's that I see Big question, Huge all over question. the internet, but there is no story other than a song of ice and fire itself that they could have pulled from that is more rife for the kind of violence and, and, incestual romance and intrigue that people love about Game of Thrones. than this story right here. And let me read from this passage briefly about just the very beginning of the reign of Viserys First, which is the king yes. at the time of the story. So this is from a world of ice and fire, like the encyclopedia of Game I of Thrones. I love that book.
2: So uh, much good art. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: beautiful. It's all colored. Um So after the long and peaceful reign of the I, Viserys inherited a secure throne, a full treasury and a legacy of goodwill that his grandfather had cultivated over 50 years. House Targaryen was never again so powerful as it was in Viserys's reign. More princes and princesses of the blood existed than at any other time since the Doom. The Doom was what ended Valyria and brought the Targaryens to Westeros. And there were never so many dragons at one time as there were in the years 103 AC, which is after conquest, to 129 AC. So the listeners can just surmise from that. There were never so many dragons or Targaryens or so much chaos as there was at this time, which is why they chose to tell this story, which I thought was really interesting.
3: Yeah, we spent so many seasons in the in Game of Thrones, kind of watching just three dragons go from baby dragons to actual dragons, and in this show, they're 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 there. They're already there. They are lived <laughs> in the world. The, people look at dragons with like the same like, oh, look, there's another Ford Bronco. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boring. They're, they're those.
2: Coexisting. that They're absolutely coexisting. As long as you feed them sheep and uh, rams, they're going to be okay. And you're going to be okay. I mean, if, if listeners can't
1: tell yet, we're going to nerd out more than we've ever nerded out before oh, yeah. on this episode. Like it's going to get, if you're not even a fan, you're going to be like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> I
2: get so many comments like that in my TikToks. It's not even funny. It's like, Oh my God, this shit is so interesting. I've never heard of any of this, but now I want to watch it. I find, I honestly I think it's
1: so fascinating. So I never read Fire and Blood, even though I've read mm-hmm. the Song of Ice and Fire novels and all the Duncan Egg books and all that stuff oh, many times. they are
2: so good. They're yeah. so
1: good. But I was so, let me just say this. I was so pissed when Fire and Blood came out Instead of Winds of Winter. Winds of Winter. Yeah. Now I love George Martin. He's done more than I could ever do in my whole life. Like there's, I don't judge. He could take thirty more years, and I would never judge him. He was as bad as I wanted. It's like he's already done more than I could ever accomplish. How dare I tell him how fast he should be writing? But the fact that he wrote the fucking Fire and Blood thing instead, <laughs> I was so pissed. Like if he came out with nothing, I'd be like, that's fine. It's a lot of work. But he's like doing a bunch of other shit. You know, it's I'm like thousand
2: pages, it's a thick yeah. book. I'm like, it yes, it's thick.
1: I'm like, you bastard. So I, only, I never read it, but I've been reading it over the past month and I'm like, or the past week. And I'm like, this is fucking incredible. This is a, fascinating. way more interesting than it should be.
2: But I have a feeling it's, I don't want to say I'm not a writer, so I wouldn't know. But when you compare the five books versus Fire and Blood, obviously this is might be easier to write. You're just outlining history. You're not oh, trying to sure. intricate plots and character journeys and create dialogue. So I have a feeling this could have gone a little faster for him Absolutely. Um, versus like when, you know,
1: And it's funny, too, because even though I just said that out loud, uh, I identify as a writer and I write like I created fantasy worlds and stuff. And so I have these thick binders and tomes. Uh, I've, I've drawn maps of cities down to the streets and I've, I've created millennia of lineages and I've created all this stuff and languages. I've never written a fucking word of this book, but I've done all of that. Oh <laughs> so, my God. So at the same time, it's like, I get it. This is way more yeah. fun. You know, this is like playing D and D versus the work of writing. Um, I,
2: pi- I picture him with like a giant, like a, uh, a whiteboard, a huge one, like as big as my wall in my house. and just like characters journeys events and just like trying to connect everything with like lines. oh yeah. whiteboard. He's,
1: he's definitely using oil paint
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's he's got like a dwarf holding his palette for sure and he, he calls he him has mushroom. To. he has to because uh oh, yeah. so i read i read fire and blood you know when it first came out so years ago mm-hmm. right so it's been a minute and in preparation for tonight i was kind of like oh shit i need to kind of you know, kind of brush up on it. It's been a minute. And so I'm I'm listening to some, some audio books and everything that kind of go over it really quickly. And I'm just like, how does he even keep the character names in line, you know, because there's like how many how many Aegons and a- how many Amon's, and, and it's like how do you keep track of which one's which? And he so he has to have his whole oh, yeah. house is probably a, just a giant erase board with yarn going across, yeah. well <laughs> connecting familial
0: lines and relationships. Well, he has point, editors and teams right. of people yeah. now, but well, he also has so much money now that he has a house just for that, and then, <laughs> yeah, you know, true. and then he goes home to you know chill out, and stuff. he opens his shades and. Looks at his lore house that across the street, like mm, the
2: lore I-. house. <laughs>
0: Yeah, This is the room right. of the first men. I, I'm the same as Chris, though. I uh, I, I need
2: a house like that. What the
0: fuck? <laughs> right? I, I've read the books multiple times, and then when uh, this Fire and Blood uh, got announced and was coming out, I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going to read this. I, I've been waiting for Wind to Winter forever. I saw, You introduced them to me around Feast for Crows. And mm. so I read, I read all the books, read Feast for Crows when it came out, and then read them all again for Dance with Dragons. And now, periodically, I'm like, you know what? I'm really feeling it and then I'll jump in and start reading A Game of Thrones again. Mm -hmm. And I get like halfway, maybe three-quarters of the way through, and then I just start to get upset because I'm like, I know what's gonna happen. I've done this four or five times now, gone through these books, and still ended in that place of uncertainty and disappointment. And so, like, absolutely not. But Chris, you mentioned Duncan Egg, and so like that—that's the, the type of story that—and I, I, you would know maybe better than any of us uh, if there is any potential uh, timeline overlap there. If we could get like a Sir Duncan the Tall uh, cameo in there, uh, maybe he's young. I don't—I don't know. Not—not but- not in this show. But normally any kind of Game of Thrones stuff, I'm going to eat it up. I've just become so jaded. And I'm afraid that a lot of the listener base or not listener base, a lot of the viewership is maybe feeling the same thing because now how long has it been since Game of Thrones ended? And we still haven't really really had a peep of, uh, you know, the actual story continuing. And I'm I'm afraid that that jaded feeling is going to permeate because a whole lot of people got into the books. Because of the show. And now are experiencing kind of this the same discontent that uh, the readers have. He, he, my theory
1: on that is that they're all completely delusional and lying to themselves because this is going to fucking rock so hard. They're not going to be ready for it. And the reason I know that is because I saw JJ's first video. Uh, I don't remember the content specifically, but I remember she was going in about Rhaenyra and the different Syraxes and the Vagar and the different dragons. And it was like three likes at the time. Cause I, I stay on the following page. So I see all everybody's videos very early. And I thought to myself, other than me, nobody gives a fuck JJ. <laughs> you know, and I watched the whole thing and I liked it, and moved on. I checked a couple of days later. She had like seven of these and they were all mega viral. And I yeah, was like,
2: really well.
1: it hardened me. I'm like, yes, there are dozens of us, you know, like <laughs> people eat this shit up. And no matter how much shit they, they talk about, like, I'm never going to watch that again. Everyone else is going to watch it. They're going to feel so alone and left out. And FOMO is going to kick in yeah. and dragons are going to be whispered upon. And they're going to be like, I got to I gotta see dragons this. Dragons are going to be whispered. at Every water, water cooler across the world, they're going to be like, dragons.
0: It is a fair point to say though that in as far as the lore is concerned this story is complete and we do yeah. know where it goes as opposed to like a big question mark and this is where I think maybe I'm going to end the books guys if you want to come up with your own thing to try to get there and so yes. that that's pretty helpful right Absolutely
2: my dream is to get through House of the Dragon and um I mean um Dance of Dragons this whole era that they're doing and if it does really well and they're going to keep going with it that we get to like Blackfire rebellions
0: mm-hmm. um Aegon's yeah.
2: bastards blood raven and really truly start connecting it to the current timeline and introduce some more familiarity I would but, you love know,
3: but, a blood raven show oh my gosh oh my god like It'll or incredible. like like pre-tree blood, blood raven <laughs> yeah <laughs> not
2: just a <laughs> well, show of him Brandon like Rivers, i'm in the yeah, tree yeah. still <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but the it is a
2: perfect way to connect that to the current um timeline connect them to your own great joy connect them to Bran stark mm-hmm. some characters everybody's familiar with but we got to get there and if this fails we're not going to get duncan x stories and there's a talk of, um, uh, Nymeria and 10,000 ships.
1: Yes. I was going to say
2: Valerian show, then there's uh, golden empire. Or
1: if we even, um, we got some like animated, like, like rated R animated spinoffs of like Valeria before the doom, because that's a lot to like animate with CG. But you could, if you did it with animation, like that would be incredible.
2: You'd mm. be, It would look really cool in my opinion, but all the, it hinges on the success of house of the dragon. Yes. It just hinges at that. Unfortunately. I mean, I wish it wasn't the case because the, there's just so many stories here to be told beyond wins, beyond dream that I am more excited for like Duncan Egg. Yeah. I really am. I want to see ad- adventures of a little, little egg and Sir Duncan <laughs> the Tall because he's related to Brienne of Tart. That's yeah. her yeah. descendant, which is really cool. So I don't know.
0: It is an, amazing
2: I, I, get, I love all these prequel stories. So I get really, I want people to watch it. And most of my uh, house of the dragon videos, I do pretty well. And people are like, and a lot of people don't know. And I want to say this, David Benioff and DB Weiss are not involved in house of the dragon in any capacity. I just want to make sure everybody registers.
0: That. So let's talk about take, take that
3: that in everybody. Let's take <laughs> about
2: th-
0: talk
1: about that for a second. So the co-showrunner is Miguel Sapochnik. And mm-hmm. if you don't know, he was the director of some of the most successful and amazing episodes of the Game of Thrones uh, series. Like uh, I don't want to say a long night. Cause I think JJ would puke, but uh, it's like- too dark, <laughs> <laughs> but he also did hard home battle of the bastards um uh, uh, two other ones that are like really highly did regarded the one that
3: was right after battle of the bastards
1: uh, where Winds of winter S- Winds of winter yes yeah, yeah. When he yes blows up the but
2: battle of the bastards is just peak um, yeah, it's bat- a- oh it's so good incredible. it's so good and yeah. the
1: brilliant composer that did game of thrones and westworld ramin jawadi is coming mm. back for house of the dragon so that's going to be phenomenal now with yes the other showrunner though ryan condal you spoke about him a lot mm-hmm. uh, or the writer rather that kind of worries me. He sounds cool and he's been really close with George Martin over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. But his other credits are
2: They're not
0: great. Rampage,
2: the movie
1: yeah. with uh Dwayne Johnson?
0: Oh. Oh with the the big the, the video, the big video game movie?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he did like uh an off like a Hercules, which I think also has Dwayne Johnson. Okay. Does does that I mean, mean, I does imagine that mean that we're getting my Dwayne? earlier
2: videos?
3: <laughs> does that mean we're getting Dwayne Johnson in Game of Thrones? I Holy hope shit. so. <laughs> Can you That's imagine Dwayne Johnson credits. shows up with like? shock blonde long hair and he's like i am also a targaryen <laughs> hell yeah he would be a dragon
1: if he was in the yeah, show he's
3: just a dragon yeah they like paint little wings on him little dragon. and then he
1: burns a whole army and goes if you smell <laughs> that's a deep cut
3: wwe joke well hey you know hbo does have uh success in plucking writers that maybe don't have the quote unquote stellar you know background uh like the guy who made chernobyl like if you look at yes. that dude's all oh, the uh, hangover three yeah you look at his that's, that's
0: true db and it is horrendous uh, that he craig, craig yeah, maizlin Mazelin, i think maizlin yeah.
2: oh yeah Mason. and he wrote chernobyl you're right yeah. yeah yeah and
1: he did not have good credits before that that's true and the cast of this is pretty incredible i know cast. andy
0: and steve are huge fans of matt smith Massive fans. uh He's my favorite doctor. I know that. Mine too. A, 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 yes! Let's <laughs> go! Mine too. Yes, take it, Steve. I'm,
2: I'm just waiting for him to be, show up at the 60th anniversary. He's the only one that hasn't been announced yet. Well, no, one of the few that hasn't been announced yet. So yes. I'm waiting.
0: <laughs> he's got to show up. he's I didn't know up. you were a
1: huge Doctor Who fan. I'm not a member of that fandom, but these two are.
2: It's been a while. I'm going to have to refresh my uh, lore on that one. But yeah, I've seen all of them. Not and not to uh, Jody Jody's the last season. Foster, I, have seen. Yeah. I haven't yeah. I haven't seen
3: her last season either. I need to catch up. It
2: I didn't I think I didn't click with a lot of that of that story. So I,
3: I didn't either, honestly. Um and even with Matt Smith, like I love Matt Smith as the doctor. I just don't like a lot of his narrative, like the narrative run that he's a part of. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the stuff they have him do,
0: but he is great. Like I'll watch him as a doctor any day of the week. Yeah, he, I love him. He's incredible. I like to give Steve shit because he's, he he loves uh, Matt Smith, but doesn't like the stories. Uh, he, like most people, he likes David Tennant and it's understandable. David Tennant's amazing. David Tennant's great, yeah. He, he's so good. I, it's just the quirkiness of I Matt wish Smith he was in I House of the really, Dragon. I really love That'd be so if David <laughs> David Tennant with that long blonde <laughs> hair too, man. So that's perfect,
2: Brendan Rivers. Yes, yes. yes. Right? You just and, shows right? up. Skinny, wow. give him some blonde hair. Throw a red eye. Make and, him albino.
3: Oh, then yes,
1: asses. in case. I and, I like yes, please. Matt Smith plays Prince Damon Targaryen. And <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, so a little background, I read all of Fire and Blood up to where House of the Dragon starts. So I failed. Okay. You don't want uh, spoilers? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not doing that on purpose. It's just what I got to sure. by the time yeah. this episode was time to record. So the backdrop of this whole season is that it's right after the reign of Jaehaerys I, yeah, who's known the as the Concealer. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's the third king i believe uh
2: because uh, there was Aeneas and then maegor Agor the cruel and then jaharis
1: yeah, and he ruled for 52 years he yes. built all he started the building of all the roads he like solved everything took down a lot of ancient law lo- or him and his wife queen alasan uh, the, they had the, uh, the most queen
2: alasan yeah.
1: peaceful prosperous reign of targaryens ever he was an awesome king uh really cool story reading his stuff and then they had 13 children Is this where I get confused because I haven't read it yet in Fire and Blood? Oh, let her take it away. So 13 children, but it's his Uh grandson Viserys that's king next. So I'm confused by that.
2: So here's how this works. Uh, Yes, King Jaehaerys' reign was known as the best time period in Westeros ever. Yes. Everybody was prospering. He built roads, like you said. Um, Quinella Sane took down a lot of ancient laws that are very terrible, like um, First um, first Night Bedding, bedding, I think it's called. Um, a couple other things, which is like pre-monocta, um,
1: yeah. which was a real thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh yeah, pretty bad. Um, so they have ton of children, a ton, <laughs> thirteen <laughs> of them. Only nine go through adulthood, and o- they are only two survived them. So basically, Jaharis and Allison outlived all of their children, and they all died in either freak accidents, or were killed, or um, their first daughter Daenerys died of a disease. The which shivers. It was very, yeah, it was very strange. It was a, the shivers? It's called shivers, um, which to them was strange because Targaryens always see themselves as gods. So when Lo Daenerys picked up a commoner disease, it just sort of shook them a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh my God, we're not gods. We are, we are susceptible to diseases of other humans, right. <laughs> basically. How that goes? Um, his only surviving daughter became a sex worker in Lys, and he disowned her. Um, his uh, only surviving son became like an archmaster that he literally never spoke to again. He invited him apparently once, Jaharis, to talk about giving him the crown, making him the heir, but that's unconfirmed. And it was said that Vaemon actually suggested the Great Council of 101. Because at that point, Jaharis has no um, successors. Of 13 children, he has no successors. All he has is grandchildren of his dead sons, which are Raines and Seris.
1: And then they're the children of his son, Baelin, uh, right?
2: Now, Amon, Amon, I'm sorry. I need to pull up my trusted little chart.
1: <laughs>
3: I got it here. Let's go to the. You got to have the map, the family tree. I don't know how to read this I, lineage I thing very this well. I have chart
2: that I use in my videos that people absolutely fucking love. It is hilarious.
3: I think it's the one I saved yes, on my so phone. Right. So Baelin
1: Targaryen and Alyssa Targaryen are the That's father the of Viserys first Targaryen. And he was called the Spring Prince. Balin was, I think. Um, yes, just he a married sister just off And I they just have
2: Viserys, it. yeah. And his, <laughs> let me see. His son, Amon, married Jocelyn Baratheon. And those are the parents of Queen Rainey's the queen that never was, who played um, played by Eve, uh, Eve Best on the show. Okay. So she is the first in line, technically. She's the oldest, and she's the first child of his first male-born son. So it's all, like, in line. But then... She has a case of regine, as I call it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Understandable, so, incurable, I hear.
2: <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. So,
1: I'm confused. Maybe you can answer this because I haven't <clears throat> read much about it yet. So, Rhaenyra Targaryen is played by both Emma D'Arcy and
2: Millie Al- Alcock. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, is, I guess mm-hmm. I guess that's some flashback action we're gonna get, maybe
2: from what I understood in that entertainment weekly article, they are doing decades worth of stories linear. So it's going to be probably time jumps, but like in, Oh one no, motion,
1: they're so. going to need us as content you know, creators to understand yeah. what's going on.
0: Westworld. Because Yeah. Even
2: if you, even if you look at the photo, there's a photo of King Jaharis, which I was shocked that they're doing, they're going to the great council in Heron hall. There was a shot in the trail of Heron hall. I just wasn't sure what was happening in that shot, but it's actually the great council meeting where all the Lords of Westeros basically gathered and everybody sort of staked their claim on who's going to take over Jaheris And whoever had the strongest claim became the king, which ended up being Viserys first. Um, um, but um, they're actually going that, that far. And you actually see Viserys' first wife, Emma Aaron, who is Rhaenyra's mother. Right. She dies, unfortunately. She miscarries and dies um, with Viserys' son. So.
1: Well, as people are probably familiar with Game of Thrones, most mm-hmm. people die, okay? So. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Things don't often end well. I've heard for all of us die. That's true. Yeah. Eventually. Mm-hmm.
2: Morghulis. be, that, be it's a Morghulis. Being prequel in a history book, yeah, all of the characters will die. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but I do also hear that what is dead may never die. So It's it,
1: mm-hmm. also true, but rises again stronger. And slightly damp. Theon
3: Greyjoy. You know him. <laughs> yes. Slightly damp. Theon Greyjoy.
2: <laughs> That's another storyline that just blew my mind how much they fucked it up. It He's
3: so bad.
1: Yeah, that was <laughs> such a compelling character.
3: I do like the idea that we're going to be seeing the Grey Council because that is such an interesting... Yes. Not only is it a huge impactful moment for this story but it's a very interesting one because you know this is a world that's run by you know the patriarchy kingdoms and all this stuff and this was the first time that was it was really kind of allowed like hey I'm the king. I don't have a clear air. I'm going to let you guys kind of vote and decide who's going to lead yourselves. It's like very democratically. And like, if that was the end of his movie, it'd be like, yay, the kingdom happily ever after. <laughs> but it leads to this very Chaos. sad and tragic, chaotic story, which is kind of fascinating that democracy and game of Thrones, the first hack at it did not end well for them.
2: <laughs> keep, keep one thing in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Harris considered the greatest king that's ever lived in Westerosi history, just by all the, everything he's done, but his inaction as well caused pretty much decades worth of bloodshed that, that wiped out his entire family because he couldn't make up his mind. Hey, I'm picking my oldest granddaughter done, put it in a law done deal.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. So
2: when you leave it out to a bunch of greedy, kind of misogynistic uh, lords of these houses to, to pick a king, they picked an incompetent one and, because would have been the great queen. Well, Plus she had a, Valer- a Valerian husband. <laughs> I mean, they would have been on, literally on top of the world.
3: We can but. all only hope for a Valerian husband. That's all I'm saying, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> a few interesting things like the Valerian uh,
1: like an- ancestry. So like in Valeria, the actual place, uh, was actually a seat of democracy. It was called the freehold. There was no like... Actual leader, uh, they had uh, Archons, which is the same as like Pintos, I think, uh, and and they would elect a leader every for a temporary amount of time every now and then. But they were pretty democratic, but but like in an oligarchical way. Uh, but you they,
2: still kind of knew who the leaders were, like in the, the Valyrian Peninsula, all the dragon lords. Those were your main noble families and they sort of run the show. Yeah. And that uh, but pretty much everybody can do what they want as long as they sort of recognize that, pay heed to that. But At the same time, Valerians, they they uh, enslaved a whole bunch of people in order to en- enrich themselves.
0: They did. That sounds they, familiar. Yeah.
1: I thought exactly. you said this was exactly. the freehold, Chris. Well, here it was the freehold. <laughs> then they conquered the empire of old Giss, Steve, and they learned slavery from them. I'm old Giss. <laughs> I'm old Gis. Welcome to my apartment. I'm you, old Giss. you like Gis? that, you
0: can keep it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so there, there is a joke that ancient Malerians stem from sheep fuckers,
1: so yeah. very well. <laughs> So do we uh, here in Kentucky.
2: <laughs> the original redneck.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, but, uh, I'm oh, sorry. That's, great. that's who but, our people are but also I feel like uh, other than Dorne mm-hmm. the Valyrians uh, were potentially one of the lesser misogynistic cultures wouldn't you say I mean they had they gave some power to their wives and maybe not heritage but like Aegon deferred to uh, Visenya a lot I feel like in ruling the um, and, and he loved Rainis but I don't know. Keep, uh,
2: keep in mind, like, with Aegon, Visenya, and Rainis are really, to me, a unique case of a tri- triad triage, mm-hmm. I want to call it. It works really, that is extremely well balanced. You know what I mean? Like, Aegon himself is a mix of both. His very harsh sister, Visenya, and then the gentle and the sweet Rhaenys. That For some reason, they worked really well when they started their Basically, they are conquering methods across Westeros, except for Dorn. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always make that, but um, there I, there is no such thing as equality across these
0: sure <laughs> continents. Sure, sure. You know
2: what I mean? Like to me, like Roinar, and because Dornish stem from Roinar, would be the closest, um, especially with sort of uh, Nymeria leading the charge to save her people and bringing them to Westeros and sort of establishing those rules of more equality, more um, less stringent rules um, within Westeros. So to me, Dornish or the prime example of just being a bit more free thinking, a little bit more progressive, Valerians were just extremely greedy. It was, and I think that's why doom happened. They were, it was sort of a grand punishment for their ins- insane greed, their abuse, their slavery, their blood magic, necromancy, blasphemy uh, you name it. Like, they they weren't the best people. So, I want to mm-hmm. watch and that movie.
1: Things. That's what I'm saying. If we got like an anime that of that, that would be amazing. They also wore shoes incredible. inside. You they you know, wore their shoes yeah. inside. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they watched a lot of Big
0: Brother and <laughs> Bachelorette. They didn't wash their hands after they went to the bathroom. Oh. oh. Goodness gracious. It they, was a terrible time. You know what? Controversial, but I think they deserved it.
3: <laughs> I don't think it is controversial. They kind
1: of had a common.
3: No. That take is hot it had as it lava.
2: common.
1: <laughs> hot as the so doom that befell them. That's that take. I don't think they ever explicitly say it, uh, JJ, but I have a question, and maybe for you, Steve, too, because you read it. Mm-hmm. There's a huge through line. The character I here's a character I want to see a spinoff for. Alyssa okay. Farman. Oh. The Ew. uh I think it was. Reyna,
2: Reyna's lover,
1: and Reyna was a lesbian, right? That's, that's oh, also never explicitly said, right? She's a,
2: yeah, because Master Jordan like, oh, yeah. is never gonna admit to um uh, to homosexuality. Oh, He's right. never gonna admit to it. No, he'll he'll imply she liked the company. She of had Rae. a bunch no, of no, good, no.
1: close girlfriends. Good friends. <laughs> <laughs> but Alyssa Farman stole three dragon eggs from Dragonstone, and those are the eggs Daenerys gets, right?
2: It's implied, right?
1: But I mean. Because she sells them in Essos, and then... I, they, I think, they
2: were, right. They ended up in the hands of, like, a bravosi merchant. Yes. Um, and then they traveled back down. I think that's down, fucking down cool down that there, he yeah.
1: did that and just planted that. He never actually explicitly yeah. says it. But he's like, yeah, these three eggs were lost, never seen again. Yeah. I mean, if it sounds this like
2: stem- a
0: dragon, it looks like a dragon. Those are the eggs. Yeah. yeah. And
2: not only that, they stem from one of the most beautiful dragons in this lore, from Dreamfire, So, and which t- we will see on House of the Dragon. That's what I wanted to
1: ask next. Which dragons can we expect to see is Vagar
2: still alive vicinia's dragon is alive
1: yes. so that's the oldest biggest dragon alive
2: like, oh yeah and that dragon is going to be in the most epic dragon battle in the world <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be
1: epic so dragons never stop growing and they no. live for centuries uh, and the oldest ever was balerion right
2: known yeah Right. Keep in mind, there were a shit ton of dragons in before, the Before, yeah, right. But yeah,
3: Balerion would wouldn't be around for this. He would have passed away no. before, right? Correct.
2: valerian okay. uh, died when uh, Viserys was 16. So, and okay. every picture I've seen of the king, he is much older. So, either we're going to get like... We're not going to see Balerian, which is my villain origin story, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs> because they're not doing the, Aegon's Conquest, which I don't get why, but if he dreams, him, for example, if we see him like flashback, oh, I remember writing him for one day. Literally, he drew, he wrote him for one day and then he was on.
1: And then Dreamfire, so, is, you said Dreamfire is in this story? Yes. And Dreamfire, Dreamfire is Reyna's dragon, right?
2: It It used to be. Reina has passed away, but uh, Dreamfire belongs to Helena, which is Viserys' only daughter with Alicent Hightower.
1: Okay. And the Hightowers run Old Town, right? Yes. Okay. I'm trying to uh, keep it straight. Helena
2: is going to be the most tragic story in this whole show.
1: Oh, and that's saying a lot in a show show like this. (laughs) So we got, and then Syraxes is a very young dragon. I think that was born for one of uh, Jaehaerys' kids, right?
0: (laughs) Right
2: there. Uh, Syraxes? (laughs) That, that's Syrax. That's uh, is it Cyrax or Cyrax? What'd you say?
1: I call it Cyraxes, I have no fucking idea.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you said Syrax. That's Cyrax. That's Rhaenyra's dragon.
1: So that looks way too big, which I think you've pointed out in your TikTok it's, videos.
2: It's a little big, Um Because Cyre- that looks like Balyrian
1: sized. In if a,
2: you look at the size versus her head, that dragon is fucking huge. I I would say Balerion size. So yeah. I think they're exaggerating for the poster. There's no way she's forced she perspective. Dragon
0: it. it's, it's the lens they're using, right? <laughs> it's a <tiny> dragon. I, <laughs> sure. I hope
2: so. Otherwise, this is a w- this dragon will be way too old, and this is a very young she dragon. But it's like I mean, you I mean, said in
0: the video away. that
1: you made if they break canon just to make the dragons more fucking badass, <laughs> yeah. that's fine.
2: Uh, I'm okay with it. I don't care. It yeah. doesn't matter.
3: <laughs> well, what is the the thing? You you personally are looking forward to most with the HBO show, um, like what gets you the most excited about it?
2: I want to know what they're gonna, how they're going to characterize Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. her character, and how they handle it. That's what's going to determine the success of the show. They cannot f- fumble her character. If they do that, I'm done personally. Um, because too many dragon queens get treated like shit without much context. And being that this is a story told from perspective of one or two people, we're not getting a full objective story on her. She ends up oh, I don't wanna spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is so hard.
3: It, <laughs> is. it is very hard. Cause it's this, so hard. This is a book that exists, so people can look up how the story, quote unquote, ends, or at least the broad strokes yes. of it. But and, and the show could change like the finer details of things, but we assume that the broad strokes are going to be right
1: maintained. And I'm of two minds of it because, like I said, I had read the books many times, and I still enjoyed the shit out of the show, but. I did watch a lot of people's reactions online to like watching the red wedding the first time and stuff like that Ooh, it was yeah. so
0: fun. Exactly. I don't want to take oh that. God. I don't
1: want to take that joy from them. Um, but so let's just say the character of Rhaenyra, you're looking forward to, if they can pull that off, that'll be the, the if they can pull it off. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, because you, I'm you I'm have like two things going world. on. Like
2: when you're reading, especially fire and blood, like one character is going to say she did this when this thing happened. And then Gildane is gonna tell another version of the same event, but changes the context and how she's viewed. Completely. So what you're saying
1: is the 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 show is gonna come is gonna to have to come down on how it really happened somehow. And you're I you're curious. Ryan Condal, correct? Okay.
2: Ryan Condell in the, in an interview, he's saying he's he's going to be objective about these characters. Um, so I am hoping that he sticks to that promise, if this is a promise that he's making, because again two events happening viewed from different people. And if they're both inserting their own biases, and if they don't like you on that particular day, when he's writing up his little history book, you're
0: fucked. Yeah. history. Which one of them said that The Rock was there? Because that's the one he's going to go with. Yeah.
1: We have to see exactly. Dwayne Johnson. Ryan condo has got to bring so, him in. It's, that's, his, that's his views. So, and-
2: I mean, on top of Eye Daemon is going to be extremely polarized, and I cannot wait to see Max Yeah, Smith. because N- nail this role, yeah, he's going to nail go. it.
1: Prince Daemon is. is a really oh. controversial figure, right? Extremely. He gets exiled from Westeros at some point, mm-hmm. and this is just the backstory. Mm-hmm. I don't know which part of this takes place in the show. Like he starts his own little like cell sword kingdom. He does all kinds of crazy shit, so he should be on like stones, Yeah, he's going to be like the uh, what, who's the who's the lead singer of the Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger? He's going to be the Mick Jagger of the Targaryens, right? Like, that's his (laughs) character. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So
3: I'm really, and that's Matt Smith. So I'm hyped for that. That's going to be so dope. We all (laughs) know the Mick Jagger. And he's going to be so
2: polarizing.
3: (laughs) We all know the Mick Jagger of Game of Thrones is Euron Greyjoy. I don't know what you guys are talking about. You have the show version. Yeah. (laughs) I'm (laughs) so Yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Damon is going to be extremely. a hot topic, I believe, of a lot of our conversations.
0: Yeah, he can't get no a- satisfaction. Yeah, that's true.
2: Because <laughs> there's a couple of, like, I, I don't want to call them throwaway lines, but the way Gildane writes, he'll write a little sentence that suggests something extremely disgusting, and then all you, that's all you have in the image of Daemon. Yeah. So is Gildane exaggerating? He, did, he, did he hear it from, like, a random street person? We don't know.
0: <laughs> I hope not.
2: This is what's so fascinating, because I, I don't know if you know what, which line I'm talking about. But it can I spoil No, I can't. Damn it. Oh. I was going to say it's
1: <laughs> Maybe not for the listeners, but. We're all, Mm -hmm. I think all three of us will know. All all fair, we can do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we're super fucking hyped for House of the Dragon. I guess we didn't save very much time for Rings of Power.
2: Oh my God, I'm so sorry. No, No, that's all of us
1: are just so hyped for House of the Dragon. Let's just say real briefly, Rings of of Power, I don't know much other than that it's millennia before the events of Lord of the Rings. Like
2: 3,000 years.
1: So this is around the forging of the One Ring. And this Mm is what's going to be neat, though, is it's when the elves and the dwarves all All of the societies that were kind of leaving and dying and going to the undying lands in Lord of the Rings are in their full power. Elrond is still alive, but he's young. Galadriel is alive and young. She looks Uh, amazing. And so we get to see all these different creatures in like these societies that we saw remnants of in the movies Mm -hmm. at their full power. Uh, And the trailer actually looked... Gorgeous. Yeah. Did you watch the Wheel of Time show on Amazon?
2: I've seen like three episodes and then I don't know why I dropped it. Because it sucked. That's why you dropped it.
1: <laughs> it was terrible, JJ.
2: <laughs> so it was a little corny. I, initially, I was like, mm, I've never read Robert Jordan's books. I don't plan to. I just don't have the time to make that. I read the first
1: one. It was really good. Yeah, I like the first one. I like more. Mature themes, we'll say. I like more violence and sex in my fantasy. And you don't get that Mm -hmm. a lot in many people, which is why I like George Martin a lot. I like Joe Abercrombie a lot. I just think it's, it sounds dumb to say realism and fantasy, but I just think it's interesting when you make an elf and a dragon, all this stuff there, but you have also like real human motivations for all the characters. Uh, That's fascinating to me, which is why I love George Martin so much. Because if you remember reading Game of Thrones for the first time, it's like... (laughs) You, there was no magic or anything until like no. the very no. end of the first book, or maybe even the second book, right? So it wasn't until Clash of Kings that that stuff started to come out. With I think uh, uh, Melisandre, well, you, I think was the first character. You're like, there's fucking magic here, mm-hmm. you know? And it was and neat. The,
2: and the dragons hatching with Daenerys, I was yes, like, very, that was a big deal. One,
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah, so again, kind of the, stuff, I think, he took
2: he took every trope from token basically and just kind of elevated it to to more grounded level. Like what happens to actual people when wars unfold? It's isn't just good versus evil. People are not good or evil. People are everything. In exactly.
1: And that's, and that's the main problem saying. with fantasy is that it's very mm-hmm. black and white. It's all about. Correct like a Luke Skywalker type, you know, prevailing over like a malevolent evil force. Usually. Right. And I like yeah, to, Fun uh,
0: fantasy jo- escapism is great. Like the R.A. Salvatore t- tour books, like they're not going to teach you any morals, you know, right. it's not going to make you look into yourself and learn something, but right. it is fun to see a dark elf kill some stuff, you know? Sure, which, you know, but that's
1: at the- it Doesn't make for a good show though. But that's why I brought up Wheel of Time is like I'm really concerned uh, after watching that if Amazon can pull off, The Lord of the Rings type story, right?
2: From the appearances, it looks beautiful because I think they have flushed, like fucked on the money in it. From what I understand, they got Bezos' money. That Bezos' money right there. The trailers (laughs) look amazing. It looks really promising, especially the last one. They're showing some sort of kinslaying event. Yes. Um, uh, In the red color with Galadriel, like blood or dust or something. It look it looks very promising. Like I've seen the movies um i don't like the hobbit trilogy i think could have been just one two hour movie and been done yes. with it
1: those are not good
0: movies in my opinion.
2: they're not good the beginning of the good.
0: first one's pretty fun though yeah it little fancy stuff until the- he yeah, goes on that adventure yeah uh, it, it's pretty great it's just they up shouldn't the Lord them, yeah. of the
1: rings movies this where they pale if they were by themselves you'd be like this is neat but and
0: there was that whole like 48 frames per second thing that they did so everything mm-hmm. just looked unnatural the entire time it's unnatural it's-
2: if you look at like the orcs in the latest, the promo images versus the orcs in Hobbit, then yeah, night went, and day They went back to practical you know?
1: effects. It looks That's really it. good.
2: It looks amazing to me. It, just, it looks pretty. It all, it's, it's all going to depend, like, are they going to do what they did with Wheel of Time and make it a little too corny? or Are they going to insert the actual, some drama, some actual human conflicts that are, they feel real. that feel rooted in reality. So...
1: Well, I'm hyped for it. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt until then. I'm
2: giving it all the benefit of the doubt. I want all the fantasy I can get.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that's Rings of Power on September Mm -hmm. 2nd. That's House of the Dragon on HBO on Mm -hmm. August 21st. We're going to be covering both of them here on Streaming Things. Uh, JJ, your TikTok is at CatLadyJJ, right? Yes. Is there anywhere else anyone can find your work?
2: I do tweet. um, So catladyjj thirty seven. I I am on Instagram, but I don't post like videos on there. Just some random memes and edits that I find funny or interesting. (laughs) (laughs) She (laughs) tweets? Yes, and I'm I'm a little spicy, so just beware of that. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) My politics are very left, so I do, I just want to put that out there if you <laughs> yeah don't yeah like kind it. of don't bother
1: if you're gonna get mad kind of yeah that's fair but exactly, you should follow so. her on tiktok it's very informative on a bunch yeah. of nerd stuff she's very fun uh and i appreciate you being on the show so so Thank much but me. before you go yes we got to figure out what kind of mad lib you created
2: oh right oh god <laughs> <laughs> with my contemporary chris in chicago <laughs>
3: Yeah. are you ready to see what the story is you guys created called feel the burn So ready. All right, here we go. My name is Chris and power aerobics saved my Chicago. (laughs) Yes. I was an out of shape influencer who barely lifted her toe off the couch all day. Then I bought Damon Fonda's workout video. (laughs) (laughs) And it suddenly hit me like a sack of dragons. In order to be happy and hot, I need to wear spandex boots and stretch my arms and eyes every day. From there, I started dancing aerobics class, that works, dancing aerobics classes at the local gym to learn all the steps, high kicks, scaly lunges, and fancy kings. I lost over seven pounds <laughs> <laughs> I lost over seven pounds in blood sweat and wildfire by power <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> by power squatting and unusual jumping good, I, got, like... I got my chance at the big leagues when I conquered in the national aerobic championship in 1987 that fits. yeah. I didn't win a gold calisar. <laughs> But I won a new lease on life. <laughs>
2: wow! And One wanted that
3: golden Kalizar, and thus concludes. Feel the burn. Very well done, JJ. That's
2: perfect. Very well <laughs> That's done. Pretty amusing. I'm not gonna lie. Is Chicago a euphemism here? Yeah. Yeah, and
1: yeah. that I think it is. In deep, that instance, perfect. deep dish. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sears Tower. Hello. <laughs>
1: yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. This was a thank blast. I really you. appreciate yeah. it. I will be watching your videos very very soon.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be ramping up more House of the Dragon stuff as it, as we get closer. So, yep. uh, I'm yeah, I'm
1: obsessing over it. I'll be watching all those videos, making some of my own. It's going to be a good, yes. good time. Let's hype it up. Hype it up. Get ready for House yes. of the Dragon.
2: Please do. Yes. Thank well, you, guys. Thank you so
1: much for coming <laughs> on. You have a good night.
2: Appreciate it. You too. Bye, guys. Bye.
1: <laughs> That was such a wonderful conversation with JJ. Thank you again to her for joining us. I actually gave her up like a few hours warning. I messaged her and like, would you be down to talk about House of the Dragon? And she was like, absolutely. That was so kind.
0: Yes, it was. I was at work and you get, you're you like, the House of Dragon lady's down. And I'm like, who? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening now? Yeah, we, didn't t- we didn't give Andy any heads up at all. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: really crazy because Andy got this uh, new job that's a lot more rigorous right as our uh, podcast kind of blew up up because it was right as Stranger Things 4 came out and so a lot of the time we have this chat thread that he can't check as often because he's really actually busy at his job and Steve and I have the kind of jobs where we can still answer our phones pretty much instantly Uh, but also sometimes we'll even call one another when it's something urgent and have a conversation and he's obviously not there and then because we talked for so long we're just like okay that's done and then I'll just be like anyway Cara Buono is coming over tomorrow and he'll be like wait what like, oh yeah I forgot to tell you (laughs) or we got this new advertiser we got to start working on this copy and andy's like who um but oh, hopefully things are chilling out you guys are I'm making money My, I- <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys are getting paid <laughs> uh i have been there uh a little over a month now and so it's finally starting to settle down feel a little bit like work and less like school and that's awesome and so i'll be able to be a part of it more but yeah it's just been a whirlwind of a past like month and a half and so I'm real happy that you guys have uh, achieved this success with me pretty much just on the sideline. So thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for being here yeah. all this
1: time, all the way back to when we sat on my couch in an entirely different house, watched a TV that wasn't even 4K, and turned on Stranger Things as Ugh. a team for the very first time. And now here we are. We started from the bottom. Now we're here, slightly above the bottom.
3: Listener, I want to implore you, if you want to make Andy's life just so much, full of joy and full of mirth, <laughs> mirthful. Because Andy will be at work toiling away. He on his mind. I know on his mind, all he wants to do is do stuff for the podcast. So, listener, I want to give you a a, a a quest. You know, I want you to tweet Andy. <laughs> all the Lisa Frank photos you can find, all right? I want no less than 100 Lisa
0: Frank photos sent to Andy. At unsolicited. At Andy Most Days. At Andy Most Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I changed my handle. It's actually Steve May 13 <laughs> Hey, I already, I already- Stay! I served my time.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, we did get a lot of Lisa Frank in our DMs. And I loved it. Oh, I loved it too. It made me laugh. I looked at my wife and I was like, do you know who Lisa Frank is? And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> is, if you weren't, if you were cool, even slightly in school, you had to have Lisa Frank gear. Uh, and I was like, I just didn't know.
3: I didn't know. I wasn't cool. First off, I knew who she was. I could not think of her name on the spot. Oh, everybody had your back, buddy. I know. I, I it feels so good to have just a army of people behind me to be like, I remember the name. That must be how Dumbledore felt the this is this is our dumbledore army to have an army this is the lisa frank okay oh.
0: i was like where is he going
3: with this
1: <laughs> dumbledore's army we've joke. got the
3: lisa frank army on our backs guys yeah they are our
1: our legion yes some for like,
0: look at my trapper keeper <laughs> <laughs>
1: So thank you again. Cannot thank enough, uh, JJ, for coming on the show. That was such a fun chat about House of the Dragon. Did a killer bang up job on the Mad Lib. Hope to have her back soon. Thank you to all of our listeners, all of our patrons. We love you so, so much. That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris.
3: I'm Eddie. And I'm Steve.
1: Happy streaming.
3: Let's thank the patrons, and the only way we can on an episode of Fire and Blood is that it is by royal decree. <laughs> Henceforth, King Damon well, King uh Juharis. King Jaharris, yeah. The good King Jaharis. The conciliator. First of his name, mm, I think. He is.
0: He would like to is, man. proclaim Lord of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh, you gotta shit. get the whole title, oh, right? Sorry. All
1: right. King of the Andals and the First Men take and two. And the Reiner. Take two,
3: take two. Everything they just said <laughs> <laughs> hath decreed that these patrons shall be lifted up as lords and ladies of the seven kingdoms. Thank you to A. Wells, Double A Aaron A, Double R Aaron A, Aaron B, Aaron K, Aaron L. Definitely the several of their names. <laughs> The first of their names. (laughs) Thank you to Adam C. And Adam R. Thank you, Amanda, Amelia, Andrew, Andy. Two separate people than the host of the show. Thank you, Angela, (laughs) Annie, Annie H., the first Annie, I will look at your last name and come up with a letter. I forgot to do that before this recording to differentiate the two of you. But King Jaharis has more thank yous. He thanks Arcade Shenanigans Mm. Ariana, Ashley, Brenda, Brittany, Cake. Thank Thank you, you, Cake. Peace be unto you, Cake. What if Cake's like a little girl, man, hiding behind a tree? <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Thank you, Carlo, Carmelita, Casey M., Casey H., Katarina, Chloe, Cody, all good citizens of the realm. Thank you, Cryptoholic, Lord of Crypto Addiction. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, David, E. Lopez, Emily, Enza, thank you, Erica, Ervin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It must be an Essos name. It's Essosian? It's a foreign tongue that I'm unfamiliar with. Thank you, Gavin, Glenn, Hannah, Heath. Yes! <laughs> what is this, Heath? Entering thy kingdom? Uh, now we have to thank it every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joss Thank you, Jocelyn, Jacob, Jade, my accent disappeared for but a second. <laughs> Thank you, Jake, Jared, Jeanette, AJ, Jenny, Jennifer, Jessica, Jimmy, Joel A, Joel D, John M, John R, Jordan, Josh and Jungle. All of you people de- deserve bounties of glory and treasure. Thank you from the crown. The crown thanks you. I am the herald. Thank you. I, I thought I was a herald. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, you can be the herald's assistant. <laughs> I'm an imposter. God, <laughs> kill him. Thank you, Alicia. <laughs> oh, good. He died. Candice, Katharina, Kate, Katie. Kayla, Kevin, Aw, damn it. <laughs>
0: I'm not dead yet.
3: <laughs> thank you, Carrie, Kevin, Kiki, Kimberly, Kristen, and Kyle. You have all proven yourselves honorable lords and ladies. Speaking of ladies, thank you, Lady Pris. <laughs> Woo! The most ladylike of all ladies. Thank you, Lee, Lisa, Marcelina. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Almost certainly not, my lord. Persistent. Uh, f- 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 Get me, a, get me a mead. Uh, it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. Mel's. Michelle. Michelle is like a... Sh- wow. Okay, I'm going to skip that joke. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Mindy. Tell the joke. <laughs> it wasn't even dirty. It was just stupid. <laughs> Michelle is like a longer version of Mel's. That was the joke. You can see why I wanted to skip it. I think you should have skipped him, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Captain hindsight, I told you to kill him. <laughs> ah! Thank you Mindy, MJ, Monique, Nick, Orion by the stars, thank you. Paula, I'm still alive. Ah, fuck. Thank you Phil, Reese, the Reed family. The whole family, a family tree so large it dwarfs the Targaryens. A lineage. Thank you, Robin, Rose, Samantha S, Sandra, Sandra A. There's very inconsistent last name letters in these. I'm just now realizing. Thank you, Sarah F, Sarah P, Sean, Sergio, Shay, Stephanie, Stephen the fifth, Tamara, Tara, Toby, Thomas J, Thomas the fifth, Tyler, Will, and Zach. The realm thanks you all for your coin. I really need to see a maester, my lord. God damn it, I'm going to stab you myself. (laughs) Ah! I missed.